traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Welcome back, folks, to the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio, the number one talk radio station in these United States of America. It is time for our segment to talk about finance and your money and the economy with two of the world's great experts, Ryan and Bob Payne of Payne Capital Management. Gentlemen, thanks again for joining us this morning. Thanks, Thanks, Steve. Steve. So let's get right down to it. This is a complicated economy as I see it, and I'd love to get your guys' reaction. Um, And here's what I think is sort of complicated about things. The, The jobs numbers continue to be very good. You know, very positive. Uh, the jobs are out there. We have some, over 10 million job openings. The jobs reports have been have been really very strong. Uh, so that's the that's the positive of the economy. And yet, at the same time, we have these um, highest inflation rates in 40 years, and the inflation doesn't seem to be getting better. It seems to be getting worse. It's not transitory. It's not tempor- uh, uh, temporary. Uh, and it doesn't seem to be abating. And so as an investor, <laughs> I find myself in a state of total confusion about how to navigate these markets. You know, Steve, as we always say, uh, when it comes to investing, it's so counterintuitive. It's very difficult to correlate the headlines and the news stories to you know, what's happening in the market because the market happens to be forward-looking. And one of the things that it was looking at was inflation going higher and interest rates going higher. And we had what we call price correction. And so far, as we come to the end of the quarter, looks like it's just been an old-fashioned correction in the stock market. Yeah, because a I mean, good point there, Steve, about inflation. Um, inflation's high now, but we got to remember what the market's looking at is what's, it, what's inflation going to look like in 24 months, you know, 30 months from now. And if you look at it, you know, realistically, inflation actually is going to come down, contrary to popular belief. You know, supply mm-hmm. chains are starting to get fixed. Uh, if you look mm-hmm. at the bond market, which prices in longer-term inflation, you know, it's it's pricing in something like three percent inflation over the next five years. That's a lot lower mm-hmm. than the eight percent number that we saw last right. month. Right. So that that's that's important because you know, if inflation is coming down and wages stay high, that's actually a great economy from where I'm standing. So this is a good point. I mean. Uh... The uh, the interest rate on bonds is not just um, influenced by today's inflation rate, but it's it's more uh, influenced by inflationary expectations. And what you're saying is those expectations over the next five years is for a much more moderate inflation rate. Yes, which is huge, right. which is huge. And yeah. I think that's where investors make a big mistake because you're looking, oh, my God, inflation's high now. What's every headline you hear? It's going to be the 70s right. again. We're going to have stagflation. Right. Even though the rock and roll was great back then, economy wasn't so great, Steve. Now, the 30-year mortgage, though, has been creeping up. What are we at now? Over 4%, right? Yep. So uh, how do you, what do you see happening with those mortgage rates? Well, the mortgage rates are going to follow the 10-year treasury. Um, right, and it's right. always interesting, you know, and, and, and 
anybody, any anybody out there right now makes any purchases. When oil goes down, the gas pump comes, price comes down very slowly. Oil goes up, it goes up very quickly. We get a you know a little bit of an increase in an interest rate, and suddenly all the mortgage brokers and bankers are are hiking those right rates. So they're yeah they're up a lot from where the very bottom was just recently. But you know we have a strong economy and we have a consumer that's been locked down. So I think that these headwinds is what I call them of higher interest rates. It's going to slow it down a little bit, Steve, but this housing market mm-hmm. is on fire. Yeah. The, 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 so, pro- go ahead. Steve. So uh, let me just add to that, that, um, you know, you are seeing, so, so even with these mortgage rates rising, we're not seeing a slowdown in the housing market. No, no, just exactly right. And put in perspective, you know, last yep. time we saw mortgage rates above 4%, there was a million more homes available for sale. So the, the bigger right. problem here is we have a 10-year period of undersupply to the market where they just didn't produce enough homes. And now right. you have this huge cohort, the baby boomers, which is like 80 million people, you know, all in the family formation stage, not living in their parents' basements anymore, going right. looking to buy homes at the same time. So it's, like a, it's really a supply shock, just like you've seen with these supply chains. And it's not going to get fixed overnight. Even if rates go higher here, demand is so strong that housing is going to stay strong for quite a while. And that's like one-fifth of GDP, which again means economic growth probably is going to be stronger here than most people anticipate. Well, uh, that is good news. I'm a little skeptical given what's happening in Washington right now. As you gentlemen know, I'm a, I'm a creature of, of, uh, of the policy world. And what I see coming out of Washington is mostly negative. Um, you know, you look at the president's budget, for example. Now, I understand that budget is dead on arrival, but it does give you a sense of the Biden administration um, priorities. And those are tax, 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 spend, 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 spend. And those are quite negative for the economy. Do you think the market just doesn't believe these things are going to happen? You know, Steve, I think that the market believes that you're going to be out there working to make sure it doesn't happen. So we appreciate the help you're giving us there. <laughs> what right. do we owe you, Steve? <laughs> so, uh, so you, you know, the, so you're basically saying the market is is uh, is is not um, too worried about these things because we have Joe Man- Joe Manchin is really the savior, right? He just declared a few days ago that he will not go for that. Uh, what do you guys make of this? Uh, of this idea of uh, taxing unrealized capital gains. I mean, I don't even see how it it is workable, but I wonder what you gentlemen think. Now, suddenly there won't be any uh, unrealized capital gains. I mean, it's uh, (laughs) (laughs) what the government has to understand is when they try to tax the smartest people in the world, they're smarter than the people that are trying to tax them. That's a great point. Yeah. And I think that, you know, these have been tried before in, you know, Mm -hmm. in Europe and and what happens yeah. is the wealth moves, Steve. It's, you know, you can't, uh, you it can't does. mandate people keep their wealth in one place. Well, you're so right about that. I mean, I was just in Florida uh, earlier this week, and uh, boy, you, all you see is New York and Connecticut and uh, and New Jersey and Illinois license plates. And you ask people why they they left, and they said for two reasons: one is the sunshine, and two is the ta- lower taxes. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I want to just, if I, I may, we only have a few minutes left, but I, I am very disturbed by even the idea of this taxing capital gains and unrealized. And I want to make sure people understand what this would mean. Now they say, oh, it's only going to be millionaires and billionaires, but we all know that when they put these policies in place pretty soon, they hit the middle class as well. But folks, what they're talking about, and correct me, gentlemen, if I'm wrong about this, but they're saying, let's say you own, you know, a thousand shares of AT&T stock, and let's say it goes up by $15,000 in value. And then, and then you're going to get taxed 
folks, on that $15,000 of increased appreciation of the stock, whether you sold it or not. And where, where are people yeah. going to come up with the money to pay the tax? Well, the scary well, part about even that, that is... Like, Who's going to administer this, right? I mean, crying out loud, you know, somebody going to be checking your portfolio by the day and uh, you have to pay an estimated based on how you did today in the market. I mean, it's insane. Uh, By the way, I think this explains why they want to hire 80,000 new IRS. (laughs) I mean, and also for tax accounts, it's going to be a great deal. Um, So overall, uh, we've got just a minute or two left. You're continually you continue to be bullish on the markets uh what are the what are the in the in the two minutes we have left what is what are the things that worry you the most about the market right now Hmm. well i'd say the biggest headwind right now is how aggressive the federal reserve is going to be in curbing inflation and are they going to be able to create that soft landing um or are we going to have that hard landing of a recession that Many, a lot of economists right. are calling for right now, but generally we find when they make the same call, they're usually it's something else is going to happen. So, so just to, you're worried that they're going to be too aggressive or not aggressive enough at the Fed? Too aggressive. Yeah, if they get too, too aggressive, aggressive and um, you know they don't wait to see how the policy impacts inflation, uh, I think that could be a big risk of putting us into a recession earlier uh, than anticipated. And finally, what do you, uh, I saw my friend Kevin Hassett, who's, uh, you know, the top economist and Larry Lindsay, uh, both um, worked with, uh, well, uh, Larry Lindsay was uh, Bush's chief economist and uh, Kevin was uh, Trump's chief economist. They both are forecasting a recession in 2023. A lot of economists are, but you're saying you think we can skate around that. Well, I think, I think what happens, what the- Steve, is when you get an increase in interest rates, the market generally does rally, and a recession doesn't happen for at least uh, another year. So does that mean you think we're not going to see a recession? Don't know. Now, I can't predict what's unpredictable, <laughs> but right, right now, the market's not forecasting a recession. It's forecasting a pretty booming economy. Wow. Well, that's great news. <laughs> I love to hear it. That's uh, Ryan and uh, Bob Payne of Payne Capital Management. Uh, thanks, gentlemen, and we'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.